Welcome everyone to another Homie and the Dude live stream, uh, actual play D&D podcast here with the Sky Realm. Uh, quick shout out to Underground Oracle Publishing for allowing us to use their content and making amazing content. Um, shout out to our editors, Becky and Ben. Shout out to the art team, Victor, Josh and Alex. Really, really appreciate it. We cannot do this without you guys. So thank you for doing that. Um, Last session, guys, if you remember, um, you guys uh, all got a little bit, a uh, little bit merry, had played some drinking games together. Arnar um, found out a little bit about Ulfur and his operation while Ulfur was drunk. Found out that they were funded by, uh, you know, some precarious entities, one of which was the Claw Mafia. Um, as you guys then woke up the next day, um, you basically boarded. Ulfur's ship, the Gladius, um, and proceeded to make your way towards the People's Republic, the biggest city um, in the sky, as Ulfur had tasked you guys with joining his group, the Water Runners, um, because they needed aid as he was passing the torch to a new leader of the Water Runners, Imani, and she was needing some new people to, uh, to help her out with the cause. Um, <clears throat> when you guys were on the ship, you had a, a really lovely a uh, little chat on top of the blimp of the balloon. You all went up there um, and had a lovely little chat, um, got to kind of share some stuff, talk about um, some dreams that you guys have been having and some weird occurrences that have been going on. If you remember, you did have a shared dream, a second shared dream as well, um, that was um, in some sort of lecture hall. And there was a gentleman giving a, a lecture about true names and something like that. And then um, you made your way down and asked him a question about whether a spell he mentioned could be reversed. Um, and then you guys uh, woke up. So you guys discussed, you know, these weird dreams that you've been having. Ulfur kind of discussed a bit of that with you guys. Um, and you basically proceeded to share a beverage up on top of the blimp. From there, you guys went down and, you know, kind of enjoyed your evening. I believe R&R went and did some investigating inside the helm uh, the wheelhouse or the, the, the helm station, basically, of the Gladius. Um, there, uh, he found some very interesting pieces of information, uh, such as, you know, a, a little note that said, Tell Imani about the blast of energy. Heard the name Martina. Could it be? Dot, 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 question mark, question mark, was one of the notes that he saw. He also was able to deduce that there was some secret ink used on the map and that there was a a circle of secret ink drawn, um, but it seemed as if the circle was nowhere on the map, as if nothing was there. Um, and that was some things that r, &R was able to deduce. As you guys then went to bed that night, um, you all began to feel your bodies get sucked back into a dream, but were abruptly woken before you could get pulled into any dreaming, um, as the crack and sound of thunder um, erupted outside, your ship began to shake, 
violently. And uh, as you guys approached the top deck, you could see that a bridge had been connected to your guys, um, your guys' ship. And uh, and uh, coming across were two what looked like imperial guards dressed in full armor, uh, with flat metal brim hats, uh, kabuki masks on, and a you know flayed, scaled kind of armor uh, that was layered. And as they came across, a voice kind of came over a tannoy, and it said uh, something along the lines of this. It said, uh, "Hello, this is the imperial army." Under a new subsection, Article 47, we must uh, check your documentation uh, of all the ships coming into the Imperial airspace around the barrier. So, we have also noticed that there is um, some damage to your hull. Um, so, please, come with your hands up and your, your crew, please. And, uh, and as you guys heard this, um, you could see Ulfur, you know, went and collected the documents from the, uh, the wheelhouse, then proceeded to... Uh, step onto the bridge and hand the documents to uh, these two imperial guards. As he did, um, the imperial he turned around to let you guys know that it was all going to be good. The imperial guards at this moment removed their masks, lifting off the hats, revealing a half-orc woman with a skull tied in her dreadlocks and gnarly teeth sticking up with a massive snarl on her face, and a gentleman who was bald, covered in tattoos all over his face and body. And uh, from there, they proceeded to lamp Ulfur and completely knock him out. The voice on the tannoy came again. <laughs> Just a little joke, we are actually here to take you over. So, you can either surrender or die. It's up to you. And from there, we cut back into our session. As you guys stand there, Ulfur's body limp on the ground in front of you. These two uh, people kind of getting into battle pose, drawing weapons and preparing to come at you guys. You can see that there's just a pause, a moment where everything's silent. It's over to you guys. I'm going to... Can you stop just for a second? There's no need for violence. We, 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 we come in peace. And I just want to consider, you've given us two options. And that limits our, our options here for us to have some sort of agreement. Surrender or die. Maybe you can give us an idea of what you mean by surrender. What is the definition, your particular definition of surrender? And then, please, don't hurt us. As this happens, you hear a surge of almost like electrical static building around you guys. And suddenly, a ball of lightning comes from behind uh, the two people on the bridge and strikes Evis clean in the chest. You see Evis's body shake violently as they are struck with this ball of lightning. And you can see as they twitch and fall to the ground, they are completely unconscious. And the voice on the tannoy comes from the tannoy, away from the tannoy, and then into person. And what you see is flying out of the wheelhouse of the ship across from you is a parrot. And sat on top of the parrot is a small pixie, a pot-bellied pixie uh, with wings that are torn and broken. Uh, and he kind of flies eyes like, have you got any more questions about what I said? Evis! 
Someone check mm. on Elvis. Um, I, it's okay. I've got her, and I'm right next to her, right? Yes. Um, yeah, and uh, I would like to. Ooh, can I grappling hook uh, and try and pull uh, Ulrich away? So I've got like the two wounded people next to me. Yeah, bring Ulfric closer to you. Of yeah, course yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Strength check. I'm going to. Oh, I rolled a four, so I like, miss. Amazing, you miss. Go for it. Um, go for it, Blake. So, can we see this uh, potbelly person? Can we? You can. You can see this potbelly pixie is now kind of fluttering behind them on this parrot, and you can see for sure this parrot is struggling to lift this pixie. This pixie is a weighty little pixie. He he he's carrying a couple of extra pounds in the old pooch section at the front here, um, and uh, and the parrot is definitely like giving it a lot of this, you know, a lot of flapping. More of a hummingbird. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go for it, Toad. What's what, what, what's your plan? Um. So, or Evis. Let's see how far are they. So I'm going to, in the middle of them, I'm going to collect, I'm going to play such a sad song on the harmonica that the heavens are going to open up, and all the um, oil is going to pour down right between them. So we're going to do celestial rain. Um, in the milk of the yes, the way, and both. Um, third and also, I believe, put the middle down. So, yeah, and that's going to be uh, 2d4 as long as they're good aligned, which I believe they are. Yes, so. they are. Uh, you, you can <laughs> be bad to find out they actually. How long does that last? Because I still have 7 HP from the tree. I assume that's gone. Uh, no, it's not. Is it 10 HP? No, it's permanent HP, isn't it? Like. This is, believe, um, yeah, this, this is regular HP. Yeah, going to be, yeah, social going to be regular. Yeah, hit points restored. So it's cool. going to be, ooh, what is that? Do we get any pluses to that? Just two, two, four. So it's going to be five points of um, health back to both of them. So you see Ulfer and Evis both <gasps> feel some of that, uh, you know, that healing energy, but you can see that Evis, as their eyes open, begins to twitch a little bit and remains. Uh, paralyzed on the ground and unable uh, to move. Um, however, Ulfur kind of looks to begin uh, getting back to his feet. And with that, can everyone please roll initiative? Mm. Uh-oh. Ooh, okay. 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 We got that, um... It's not 21. Good. Cool. Uh, we'll go, so 25 to 20. 21 Toad. 21 Toad, yeah. Nice. Necessary. Super necessary. Cool. Uh, 20 to 15. 19. 18. 19 and 18. So we've got Geo second. And then we have uh, um, 15 to 10. Yeah. Done. 12. 12 and 10, so we've got Blanca. Some good rolls. Yeah, and bringing our game. Is it playful? <laughs> cool. Amazing. Ooh, First, I'm hoping this is not my game. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, up is Toad. Go for it. Gotcha. Um, Ulfur is kind of on one knee in front of you, by the way, as he's getting back to his feet. Okay. Um, so I'm going to just probably just end up 
moving it more so onto all of them, and because I'm going to move my celestial rain, so it's going to going to continue playing such a sad song. I'm going to move it, let the heavens kind of, the sky above is like kind of moving itself over as I said, the crack move over on uh, top of the two other people, and so if they're evil line, they'll take two d four damage, and Arthur will still take another two d four health. Amazing. So, uh, all forgets the 2d4, one of them is evil aligned, the other one is not. Yeah, so then one's about to get the other one. Um, so it's going to be... Is the other one neutral? Because if they're, if they're actually good, they're still going to heal, sadly. Uh, so the other one is good aligned. They are neutral, yes. Okay, yep, so then good. So that means that nothing... Yep, so nothing's going to happen. So Augur's going to get, again, he's going to get 5 points of healing. The other one's going to take 5 points of damage. Cool. Uh, I'm just gonna write that in. Oh, radiant, radiant damage. So like, as an oil pours down, like I feel like just burning their skin, almost like you know, evil, like, you know, holy water kind of. So, as this happens, you can see uh, they both look at each other a bit confused, and for a second, then the half orc woman begins kind of ah ah, it's hot ah, fuck, it burns, and like it's kind of trying to brush uh, the rain off of her. You can see the the gentleman kind of looks. And you can see him raise his hands and do a small amount of sign language quickly to the half-orc uh, lady. And she goes, yeah, weird, right? Ne uh, anything else from Toad? No, but I'm going to be on the ground, so it's going to hop. Um... Yeah, I'm going to stay. I'm going to be on the ground just stay right there. So, yeah, it's awesome. on the ground. Next up is Geo. Um, Geo, as soon as Evis was struck, Geo looks at them and things have changed dramatically and Geo uh, feels like he is running quickly towards Evis and in fact in real time he is. And so um, I run to Evis and I cover them and I use shell defense, I'm just covering them using shell defense but at the same time, um, am I able to I guess I can just use shell defense with my action. I can't do a spell as well, can I? Uh, you could do a spell first if it's a bonus action spell or anything like that. You would be able to. So I believe your your shell defense is an action, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll just use that. Um, and I'm at that point saying, <clears throat> Evis, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Just breathe. Just breathe. Someone do something. Amazing. So you guys watch Geo. And the fastest you have seen Geo move, dart across the ship and uh, lunge on top of Evis. Um, as they do, lunging on top, they kind of retract inwards to the shell and basically cover them, almost like a, like a shield on top of Evis, basically. Um, and you have provide Evis with full uh, cover. Uh, I'm just going to move you over there on top of them like that. Um, cool. Um, next up is me. So... The two characters are going, uh, the, two, the two people in front of you are going to move forward. Um, you can see uh, that the gentleman uh, turns, nods to uh, the half-orc, and the half-orc goes, Get them, KO, go. He pulls from his side uh, a set of nunchucks, spins them violently, and swings for Ulfur's head uh, very quickly. Um, and he is going to quickly, um, so it's... Let me roll my attack. Brutal, that hits. Um, three, four, three. Wow, 
uh, he lamps Ulfur for 10 points of damage. Ulfur crumbles back down unconscious and is back on the ground um, unconscious. At this point, for a slice <laughs> in like six seconds. <laughs> At this point, he is going to run uh, towards uh, the largest member of the party that he can see, and he charges at Arnon. Um, as there. he charges at Arnon, um, he oh. is going to reach into his pocket. Um, you do have attack of opportunity, Toad, if you would like it. As oh, he no, he's going to get disadvantage if he's near me. If he's that close to me, he's going to get disadvantage on his roll. So, as he runs towards you, he reaches into another pocket, pulls out a stick of chalk, crushes it in his fingers, and throws it in your face. Um, can you please make a constitution saving throw? I most certainly can. That is, uh, <laughs> that is a that's a 22. Ain't no chalk stopping R and our gray wolf. As the chalk hits you in the face, you feel it kind of dissipate. And now in front of you, the man is stood with his nunchucks spinning. <sighs> like that. Um, and that is the end of his action. Next up, um, the half-orc lady uh, charges uh, across the deck as well uh, towards Blanco. Um, She'll take eight points of damage. Since she started her turn in that in that oil, she's going to take eight points of vibrating damage since awesome. she started there. Amazing, I'm going to do that as Damn well. Toad. Um, as she does, as she kind of leaves the area of the Celestial Range, she's like, ah! And like kind of screaming in pain, but also aggression um, as she does. Um, and at this point, she is going to draw um, from her side a, a beautiful uh, rapier. And then she's also going to draw a, dra a dagger backhanded in the other hand. And she's going to swing for you, Blanco, three times. And swing for you. Um, so. You got this blocked up. Oh, Ooh, I rolled a nat 20, but it's cocked, so I'm going to re-roll, because it was cocked. So, uh, two attacks don't hit, and one of them does hit. Um, the 15 does, but the rest do not. Um, so let me just quickly uh, do that, so that's going to be six. There we go. You take... Uh, you take seven points of slashing damage as she charges forward, swings through your feet. You manage to jump. You then see her bring the dagger down. And you manage to lean out the way, but finally she swings with the rapier and it catches you uh, just on the breastplate. As it does, you can see your breastplate cracks ever so slightly as you take six points of damage. Oh. And with that, um, with that, we're going to do. Uh, quickly um just quickly find out cool and then finally you're gonna see the pixie behind like now this is going to be fun and with that he turns and he goes bring out the iron maiden and suddenly you hear some moving below in uh in the ship below and he begins laughing <laughs> and that is going to be the end of his turn. Um, next up is Rom. Cool. Um, so I would, uh, Geo is crying out. I would like to take uh, Evis's pendant and push it into his hands and like protect Evis um, as I then start moving across um, to just behind 
uh, the two, and then I'd like to uh, cast uh, Flaming spe uh, Spear on them, like in like their area. So, uh, like uh, a What's little the radius. Radius, I think like twenty feet. So you will be from where you are. Ooh. You will be getting most how of everybody. Can you, can you make a circle <laughs> to show me how big that is? Yeah. So from if you're doing it in between them here, yeah, you're looking oh. at twenty feet is going to be about all of that. Basically, you're getting. Oh, it's five foot. It's five foot. Oh, it's five, five foot. Feet. Yeah. It's a five. So foot. it's going to be it's going to be like the, like the sphere I brought. I think because that's the same size as sphere I brought. If you need to move mine, because it made yeah. my thing come out. So it's the same as that. Yeah. Sweet. So I can like. Cast. So you can get them, and yeah, R and R is just out of. I would say he's just out of range. Toad is just out of range. I would say Blanco is just in range. Yeah. Okay. In that case, if I'm gonna hit someone, I'd like to, to cast it on the other side of the bridge. Um. So it's a barrier between the pixie and whatever the hell the Iron Maiden is. Uh. And then so we can like focus on the two in front of us. Okay. So you're gonna set off a. And try? Are you trying to explode the bridge? What's, um, the, what's the Well, yes. Yeah, so I want to damage the bridge, and then I, it's, like a, I, it's a concentration spell, so I can like maintain it, and it's like there in front, stopping anyone like impeding. Awesome! Uh, I love it. So um, like a sphere of like little flame. Like, what's, what's the damage? Um, so I assume like there's a con check with that. I imagine. Um, it's two d eight plus three. Cool. Uh, roll. Because uh, you're hitting not a creature and you're hitting uh, an object, roll one d8 and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call it we'll call it fairs on that. Is a bridge evil online? Can, it, can the bridge take reading damage? Seven. The bridge is so fucking evil. Ten. You don't even know. <laughs> oh yeah, burn uh, that bridge. Ten. Ten. Amazing. As it, you see this blast of fire erupt. The bridge ignites in fire and it creates a barrier around there. You can see the sphere kind of floating and as it does, you can see uh, the banisters of the bridge uh, begin to char and fall away. Uh, the flames then begin licking under the bridge and you can tell uh, that you have done a decent amount of damage to this bridge. Nice. Um, it, as a bonus action, can I summon Reshi? Yeah, if um, it is a bonus action. Cool. So within five feet, so just so normally I've been summoning her up in the air, but now I want to summon her in between the two. Uh, uh, what race of beings are they? Orcs? They look like uh, orcs. One is a half orc, for sure. Yeah. Um, the other one, uh, you don't know. It looks humanoid. You can't tell if he's an elf, a human, uh, you know, anything like that. You're not 100% sure. You can make an insight if you want. Yeah, yeah, go on then. Go for it. 11? He's a human. Okay. Um, Okay, so uh, in between them, summon Reshi, um, which then, when she appears uh, between like people, I do one d six plus efficiency. Amazing. So um, yeah, I'll just uh, go for it. Roll that. Uh, six uh, plus two. That's uh, eight. Eight points of fire damage to both of them. To both of them. Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, as you do, they both. Yeah. What the fuck is that? It says the uh, the half orc lady, and you can see uh, the gentleman kind of reacts, but doesn't make much of a noise, and then is like begins signing something like pretty violently um, at your at Reshi, basically. Right. My friend Reshi, and then like just get into like a heavy stance with my shield in uh, front, awesome. yeah, and a hand ready to do some magic. Awesome, yeah. Blanco, it is your turn. Um, seeing the flames, Blanco is taken aback for a moment because flames. Um, give him this sense of dread, but overriding is his sense of just the 
you know, misjustice that's being done to his new group, his, the guard in him, the guard dog in him, um, comes forward and he casts um, Hunter's Mark mm -hmm. on um, the half woman that's closest to him mm -hmm. and um, pulls out his... Um, is she close enough for him to use... Can he move... You're, you're, you're right there. You guys are like right. Okay, so she pulls out her and pulls out his rapier, like from his, um, you know, from his hip, and um, does, you know, swings at her, you know, with just like so much like um, pent up anger that um, is coming to the forefront because the flames bring back this um, terrible sense. Um, can I use grief? Yep, yep, you definitely can. So make your attack roll first and then see if it hits. Channel grief? Yep. Attacked. Okay. 14. 14 does in. It's a plus something. Yeah, plus. Yeah. So. 16. 16. You just hit. Well done. You do hit indeed. <laughs> so I'm going to have my hunter's mark on and channel grief. So you're doing so hunter's mark, channel grief, and your normal damage, please. Also, um, if you want to use your piercer effect and re-roll yeah, any of that, you're I'll welcome use to my do so. Piercer effect on that. So channel grief. Um, I believe is one d8. Yeah, and one d6. One d6. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. So you're rolling Hunter's Mark, which is 1d6, Channel Grief, which is 1d6, yeah. and then you're rolling your 1d8 yeah, for third, your third. rapier. Yeah. You can re-roll one of them, remember, if you want. Yeah. Just love Channel Grief for them, such a perfect thing for their character, it just fits so perfectly, like, oh, oh my god. It's, it's a homebrew it's one that, uh, that I wrote all done. Um, it's beautiful and it makes so much sense. This is beautiful. So this is... So I have 16. 16 points of damage? Yeah. Um, and and it, it just like... The, the flames are just so strong that this grief comes up from within and it almost is like choking me. Like I have... It creates a huge lump in my throat but it creates this power as well. And with that, I step forward and I, I'm just giving it everything I've got. Like, Aah! As you lunge forward with your rapier, you manage to pierce her straight through the shoulder. You see your blade exit the back of her shoulder and you see her Aah! as she grips the blade and pulls it out of her own arm. And as you see, she does this. Her hand uh, is also bleeding then. You see the other gentleman look for the first time in concern. Uh, there's a look of concern on his face for his colleague um, as he almost goes to reach a hand but then refocuses on R&R. &R. When, when I use my, um, I can move without taking a, um, so I'm going to actually move and come over um, to sort of the side of um, Geo and almost like use his shell in a way as like a bit of a defense. Cool, so which, this side? Yeah, 
cool, amazing. That's not a problem. You shuffle around, uh, and I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you. Uh, we'll call it. One second. We'll call it half cover. Yeah, we'll call it half cover. Um, so you get a plus two to your AC um, and dexterity saving throws. Um, cool. Um, next up is Arnar. Yeah. So. Uh, as a surprise to nobody, I'm going to bonus action focus, or as the kids like to call it, rage. Uh, <laughs> and then, I'm probably, you know what? I'm probably going to hit the guy right in front of me. Big shocker there. Um, you know to get away from me, just from being with me so long, you know that sometimes bad things happen around me. I feel like Arnor would know that, just because we've been around each other so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I chose uh, probably looked at, flicks a look at Toad. Uh, Toad probably has the "I'm gonna do some dangerous shit" look, uh, and RNR is gonna kind of before. Well, obviously, he's gonna hit this guy, but before um, or after he does that, he's gonna back up. Um, so what he's gonna do is well, he's gonna hit this guy. Um, this guy's not taking damage yet. Is that correct? Uh, he's only taken fire damage from uh, from Rex. Okay, okay, okay. Then you know what? I'm going to recklessly attack. It's going to be uh, a disadvantage, so it's going to even out because you're five feet. You're how closer to me? It's going to be um. So it's going to null if you're because you're about five feet from me. I think, or is it a little more? I'm five feet away from you. So hold yeah, on, uh, my if yeah. I'm five feet away from you, that apply that applies to me as well. Yeah, it applies to everybody. I believe okay. Well, I'm calamity. Your natural aura bedevils those who come close to you. As long as you have used your body restoration, creatures within five feet, you have disadvantage on their first attack of their turn. Let me actually look something up in my subclass then, because I might do something a little wacky, because I already have disadvantage. Uh, with a creature, that means everyone, right? That's how I took it. Like, yeah. It's like, like, it's, okay. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Cool. I worded this correctly. Okay, so what I'm going to do instead of Reckless Attack is I'm going to use one of my Calculated Blows, which would give me disadvantage, but I already have disadvantage, so you can't have a double disadvantage. So, you know what? We're going to try this. I'm probably going to miss anyways, just knowing my luck, but um, not what I wanted. Uh, there we go. So it is a 17 or a f 14 to hit. Uh, a, a 17 would have, but a 14 does not. Oh, do I have inspiration? I don't think I do. Oh, you uh, don't? Wait, I think. Do I have DM inspiration? Uh, I'm not, if you, if you marked it, then I, I thought you did. Uh, wait, I thought you did from the scene where you and Toad were on the edge of the island, is, is what I thought I, I did. And I didn't think you. I thought used I did it. too. I don't know I don't where think that. Have you used it? I don't know if you've actually used it yet. No, I don't think I have. You can have it. Go for it. What, what is what is that? Is that one d eight? One d eight. Okay. Need a three. Oh my. Ah. Uh, okay. Well, that's a one. <laughs> uh, I suppose that misses then. That uh, is and then. Yeah, that would be my turn. I'm going to back up, which gives this guy an opportunity attack if he so desires. Um, can you also quickly for me, Sam, what damage does your mole do? Uh, 2d6. 
Can you please roll 1d6 to see how much damage you do to the ship as you swing down and he dodges and you collide <laughs> with the uh, the deck of the ship? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Um, and I'll roll my opportunity. One! Oh, um, well, 1d6. Disadvantage, Bodhi, disadvantage. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, do I add my modifier to that damage? Yes, please, yes, please. Okay, so that ends up being uh, five points of damage to the ship. <laughs> As you do, you see you snap the wooden plank where your mole hits, um, and there's like a small little gap there uh, now. Um, as uh, the, the the human gentleman uh, swings at you as you go away, he can feel that energy coming from Toad, and it kind of puts him off a little bit. Um, and as he does, the nunchuck does like a bad rotation, uh, and he kind of just misses and stumbles a little bit uh, as you manage to get out of the way and dodge his opportunity attack. Cool. Yeah. Next, next up is Toad. Wait, did, did Arthur? So Arthur should have gotten four HP because like my, if he started his turn there, he yep. still the whole ring is still pouring down. So I didn't roll; it would have been a four. But he got that, and so so Arthur again wakes up and begins getting back to his knee and is like, "What is going on, my head?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to okay. Can I move it? Yes, I can. Uh, let's see if I can. So I'm going to move the sill. I'm going to move the. Yeah, I'm just going to move that. So I'm going to move it down. Over. Here to kind of get Evis and yeah. So I'm going to move that. So you're going to see like the sky again. So I keep playing that tune as I look over and kind of just move it over. Like the sky itself is like shifting over. Or raining down, so it's gonna do it for trying to get to Ebus, and it should be if I can get yes, yeah, so it should be good. Everyone in that who's touching that's gonna get so you guys are touching, you're gonna, uh, gonna heal this, and then I'm still gonna get the half orc, so it's gonna take this in damage. Awesome, go for it. I just lost a d4, so you know what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be five points of either rated damage or rated healing. Amazing. Uh, and that is going to the handful. So five points of radiant. Awesome. Again, again, you can see her. Ah, it burns. What is this rain? Get out of here. Um, as she uh, as she's like swinging her arms and trying to trying to like cover herself from this rain, but it's burning her hands. Um, anything else from Toad? I'm going to just stay right next to the human. Well, how close am I to? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna stay right here. I'm gonna stay right next to the the human mm-hmm. on the ground. Cool. Um, cool. Next up is Geo. Geo looked at Rom when Rom passed through Evis's uh, prayer wheel him, and made eye contact with Rom in that moment. Any doubts he had about the, his connection with Rom were allayed, and he said, "Thank you, Rom." And he turns to Evis and says, By the power of the Mitsuhira, by the strength of Alia, the strength of Deus himself, breathe, Evis, breathe. And he's sort of focusing on Evis, and you can see Evis is, it's unclear what's going on with Evis. He can't really see, and it might be, part of it might be because he's on, you know, kind of his weight is on top of her, might be squishing her at, at this moment as well. But he also turns... And from this angle, can see the pirates across the bridge. And he 
focuses for a moment and casts command. And at that mm. moment, the word that he commands to the pirate is, Dismount! Oh! Oh, I love it, man. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So much. Do it. Yes. Yes. Cool. He is going to use his magical resistance to get advantage on the saving throw, but please, what saving throw am I making? You're making a wisdom saving throw. It's a she. Oop. It's the female role. No, he's talking about the pirate. Oh! The pirate, yeah. Uh, he rolls a 14. Does that pass? Um... My DC save is 12, it does pass. He does pass. As uh, as you pass this, he looks at you and goes, Nice try, Mr. Turtle. But not today. Anything else from Gio? Um, Gio, at that point, um, looks to everyone and is like, We've got this! We've got this! And sort of also takes Evis and uh, sort of shuffles, almost like um, gets part of his feet out and shuffles further away, close to that ballista. Um, so brings Avis close to this ballista that is, yeah, 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 that one. Cool. And uh, you still have your half cover there, Blanco, um, as he's just kind of moved around you. Okay. At this point, um, the pixie is going to shout, guys, retreat, reform. And he's going to push his hand forward and cast a spell magic on your fire orb, Rom. Um, what level is your, your fire orb? Two. Two. I believe that removes it. Yeah, it removes it. Deletes it. Um, yeah, so that is complete. So the flame kind of with wind dissipates, uh, though you can see the bridge is still alight. Um, you can see... Kato, uh, the, the, the human, kind of takes a second, looks around, um, and just kind of goes to shove Rom out the way and then charge back towards uh, the bridge. And he's going to be willing to take opportunity attacks from all three people um, as he retreats back to the bridge. So, Toad, you may make an okay. opportunity yeah. attack. Um, Rom, yeah. you may will. Uh, and Ulfur also can, but he's going to do a disadvantage because he's out of it and getting back to his feet. I'd like to make... Plus plus... Plus five, yeah, so 24. One second. 24 hits? Go for it. I've got Warcaster, so I can spell instead of the... Uh, nice. Awesome. Go for it. Uh, scorching Ray? Go for it. So, uh, oh, yeah. So God. God. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, oh, who am I to do? Man. Well, I use Scorching so. Ray, and I only use it on the one that's, like, leaving, or is it... Like, yeah, it's an opportunity attack on him. So it's, like, three or... Yeah. Right? So, so you got to hit all three on him, basically. Uh, what, what damage from you, Toad? So you see Toad, like for a moment, like he keeps the song going, lifts up breath there, so kind of song goes, takes him off, he takes off a market down for a second, lashes out with his tongue, they call it, he calls it the dragon tongue, pierces him right in the calf for uh, four piercing damage. So you um, see his tongue just like, just lash out, just uh, then back to playing harmonica. 17? 17 points of damage? Uh, no, 17 to hit. 17 to hit, does <sighs> hit, yeah. And do I Which have to do roll each four? Uh, yeah, you have four damage for each orb, I believe. Uh, um, cool, so that's five. Uh, seven. Uh, nine. 
So what are we looking at? Fourteen. Uh, I've done. Uh, yeah, yeah, all good. Um, so what you guys see is as the guy kind of retreats, um, he goes past um, goes past uh, Rom, and as he kind of bumped into you, um, you don't notice straight away. But as you then look down, you can see that he is actually drawn uh, with some uh, with some chalk on you. Uh, can you please make a um, you must make a wisdom. Uh, you've got to make a charisma deception check against my insight, please. Okay. okay. Three. Amazing. So he uh, he's able to do so. Uh, amazing. Cool. Um, with this, he notes that he can see that underneath your arm, where he marked you. There's a space where there's not any rock and there's a gap in between your wood and you can see light glowing. He notes it in his mind for later. Um, as he does, and he gets hit from this tongue in his calf, he kind of stumbles. And then as he gets hit with the three blasts from the scorching ray, uh, he actually tumbles and falls prone uh, onto the bridge as he falls past Ulfur, who uh, tried to grab him, but uh, wasn't able to do so as he went past. Um, then with this one, uh, Fury is going to try and do three attacks um, on you, Rom, uh, as they um, turn to face you. Um, does a um, does a twenty hit? Yes, it does. Cool. Um, uh, 13 points of damage um, and then they're going to use uh, their um, they're going to use their breath of battle um, and as they do uh, so once they've attacked you and slashed you with their rapier uh, which chops away a bit of some of the wood of your body um, they're going to step away without receiving an opportunity attack and take some healing um, as well as they do so wow. um, and is going to take nine points of healing as they step away. Um, and they are going to then go past Ulfur and he's going to get an attack of opportunity again. Um, not with disadvantage because he's derping right now. Um, Wouldn't it be one first reaction or no? Because that's only one time. Everybody uses reaction. Uh, oh yeah, good point. Yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. You're totally right. Thank you. Uh, cool. And they form there. Finally, you're going to see um, as the, uh, as these two have retreated and they get back to the bridge and they kind of set back up with weapons pointed at you guys. You can see um, that the pixie turns and he's like, ah, here it is, the maiden. And what you guys see carried um, magically as it kind of walks onto the deck from the lower deck is a gorgeous suit of armor. Let me just quickly bring that in. It's going to walk over. Um, let me just see. Okay. Um, this is what you guys see. That is what appears in front of you. A gorgeous suit of armor with a cloak of roses. Uh, that As it walks, the roses kind of fall away from the cloak. The petals kind of fall away as it does. And you can see uh, there's lightning kind of crackling uh, around the arms. Uh, Triple P goes, Behold, my maiden. And with that, what you guys can see is the chest begins to open and there's a quilted like inlay 
a velvety walls. You can see that there's some pillows laid out in there. Uh, he floats with uh, his parrot over, steps off of the parrot and into the chest cavity of the maiden. As he does, the chest cavity closes and the eyes of the maiden begin to glow. You see him take two steps forward uh, onto the bridge uh, within the maiden and then the hands raise and they begin vibrating as electricity and static begins growing around them. He's gonna let out a giant bolt of lightning which is gonna be aimed at Rom. Rom, can you please... You are, you are coming as well. <laughs> like, um, can you please, a deck save, um, make a dexterity saving throw? Cool. Mm, yeah. Uh, five? Five, okay. This is what's gonna go down. Never a good sign when the DM says, this is what's gonna go down. <laughs> yeah, really, that is... <sighs> it's like eight. D8 or something. That sounded like multiple. It did, it did. It's like it's like... a third level fireball, but alive. Yeah. Oh, wait, does that mean I have to do it too? Oh, don't worry. It's a lightning bolt spell. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know, don't you worry. <laughs> um, okay. But, so, like a... so, Rom, <laughs> you were going to take. That is. That's... Is it more than 26? Yes. I'm, you I'm, take... I'm unconscious. Uh, you see, you take a, you take actually around about 40 points of damage as it um, hits you, just not enough to double cap you, but it literally is just right under your, your double cap, basically, and, uh, and puts you completely down. As the lightning strikes Roman, you can see all of his uh, Warforged circuitry kind of uh, shaking and vibrating as he stuns and collapses to the ground unconscious. Um, it is non-lethal damage, by the way. The bolt of lightning then leaps to the next person, which is Toad. Toad, may you please make a dexterity saving throw? Well, it's good. Oh. It's 19 plus, plus some stuff. Yeah. 19 plus 5, so yeah, that's going to be 24. Like, uh, 19 plus 5, amazing. Cool, give me one second. All right, it's going to be... Can I shout something before I die? Sure. Or you can shout something as you're getting shocked as you go down. Use the catapult! <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh... Uh, Toad, you take 25 points of lightning damage. That's halved? Uh, half. Uh, no, that is half, yeah. Okay, so I'm down. 25? Oh, shit. You see Toad... Uh, and collapse. It is non-lethal, so you don't have to make any saving throws. Um, and then finally, it is going to leap one more time over to Geo. Can you please make a dexterity saving throw? Um, and I believe you have disadvantage, or you fail because of your shell defense. Is that correct? Uh, I gave I gained four bonus to my AC and advantage on strength and concept. You have disadvantage on dex saving throws. Yeah. Lovely. Well, there we go. Consistent. Uh, minus one. Uh, <laughs> I've got four, but I'm going to use lucky. Oh, go for it. <clears throat> I've got 17. 
you pass, so you take half damage. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice So you're looking at you take uh, you take eighteen points of lightning Dude, why damage. Did, yeah, like that was a waste of a lucky die. Really? You're on seven HP, aren't you? Uh. Yeah, I'm I'm down. I think. Uh, I I passed up. Uh, you were you were no, in full health. Oh, we had yeah. the long rest. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just sorry. about to so, say. Sorry, seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll take that. Cool. And with that, you hear from within the suit of armor, the thunderbolt carries strong. You are no match for us. Next up in the initiative is Rom. You are unconscious, but you're not making death saving throws. So we're gonna just skip over. Can I like? Come like make a check to like wake myself up. Come like reboot. No, <laughs> no, not this round. No. Uh, if someone comes goes over and tries to wake you up, then definitely, but not yourself. No. Um, cool. Um, Rushy, Blanco, Rushy could. Um, she acts on my turn. That's true. Yeah, if you want Rushy to come over and try and wake you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. What am I doing? That rolling. Uh, so you are rolling a yeah a d20. Let me just double check on that. I do. Yeah, let's do it. Um, what's inspiration? Why is it like a plus D, uh, 1d8? Yeah. Oh, two. So, uh, seven. You remain unconscious. As Rashi comes up, kind of nussles your body, kind of trying to bump you awake, but uh, you remain lifeless and bits of shocks of electricity kind of still passing around uh, your body. Um, next up is Blanco. <clears throat> Blanco. I, 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 I'm in half cover by Geo, and I'm saying, guarda me, look, you know, like, take, still take care of me, but I've got um, still my mark, Hunter's Mark, mm. and I am going to um, um, move forward around and um, strike at um, Fury. Cool, go for it. I'm going to see. You're going to roll the eight. Yeah, I, I just don't know. No, it's not. Um, what, what do you roll? Uh, eight. Does not hit. Okay. Anything else for me? Um. <laughs> Um, I have, um, I'm going to move away without taking a, and, um. Yeah. How far do you want to move? I can, can I cure wounds? Can uh, you, I? You can, but you will lose your hunter's mark. Ooh. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to move back. Um, really? And, um. Uh, I believe, uh, isn't, uh. Hunter's Mark concentration. Yeah. Your wounds isn't. But doesn't casting the other spell break the concentration? No, 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 no. You're totally right. My apologies. Sorry. Bad DM. Yeah, you're totally right. You can cast yeah, it and keep your hunter's mark. Uh, can't you, yeah, but are you casting as a bonus bad. action for care wounds? Yeah. That's the only thing I think would be. Yeah. Okay, oh, perfect. How are you doing that? 
Discurrence isn't a bonus action, right? It's no, it's an action. action. You're thinking yeah. of healing word. Yeah. Healing yeah, word is a bonus yeah. action. You won't be able to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then I will come back and be by uh, Geo. Um, I'm going, and I say, ah, oh, that time it didn't work, but believe me, my next, I will take her down. Amazing. Next up, R&R, one of the two left standing at the moment. It's your assessment, Detective. Okay. <laughs> my assessment is, uh, is there any rope nearby? I have a pretty wacky plan. Uh, so currently next to you, there is, if you see right here, um, that is rope leading up to the balloon, connected to the balloon. Um, if you were carrying any rope within your, your satchel, you know, you can decide whether you grabbed your bag as you guys came to the top deck and whether you have your rope with you. Uh, it, it's, I think, balls in your court if you want to try and slash the balloon. Oh, I rope. do. I have, I have, I have hemp rope, my bad. Uh, cool. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, this is gonna be a little silly. I'm, uh, can I turn the, um, the ballista at all? Uh, which, which one? The one closest to you? Oh, do we have multiple ballista? Uh, there, there is one here at the front of the ship. There is a trebuchet at the front, and then there is two catapults, um, one close to you and one on the other side here. All right, S I can't. I can't turn the one at front. Uh, the one at front, yeah, the one at front can be turned. All of them can be turned and rotated. They're okay. All, they're all omnidirectional. <laughs> okay. Uh, is, is the harpoon barbed? Is like the thing barbed as opposed to just a straight thing? So the thing at the front that you're seeing is, if you remember when I described the gladius, there's a dragon's head with a spear coming out the front. Above that right. is a standard trebuchet with uh, with an arrow knocked, ready to go, basically, at all times. I'm asking, is the arrow completely straight, or does it have a point? Oh, it's got a point, like yeah, a yeah, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. Okay. It's, like a stand, it's more like a, not like a, just like a, a bolt. It's not a bolt, it's more, yeah. Of a, yeah, it's more of an harpoon. arrow. Yeah. What I'd like to do is tie a rope to the harpoon and harpoon this armor and pull it off that ship into the void. Okay, so are you running over to the... So I assume you're running over to this? Yes. Yes, I would like to, if at all possible. And okay. I start... Yeah. I tie a rope to the bottom end of this to uh, shoot this suit of armor and try to pull it yeah. off with my... Cool. Give rage me, strength. Give me just one second. I just need to pull up my, my ship stat block. Give me half one second. Um, Good idea. That's smart. I have this. I doubt it will work, but you know, we, we'll we'll try anything. Oh yeah, we'll we'll try one hundred percent. We 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 deserve to try. Well, At this moment, did, did all, Arthur, that, all that can be done is try. Even if you missed, <laughs> no, yeah. the bridge. Did Arthur get to go too, or did he get knocked out again by the electricity? Or did Arthur is he still? Alfred's getting up. Alfred's getting up, and he's okay. last in the initiative order. He's going to go next. Oh um, god. Okay. Cool. So. Um, as you enter your, so Sam, this is basically called you're entering a uh, a confrontation station, as uh, as we call it in our airship combat system, basically. So um, just so you understand what that means is your harpoon station has an AC of 17. Um, it also has a damage threshold of 20. If anyone deals 20 damage or more, an effect happens to this station, um, and basically uh, that effect is that you would. Uh, 
basically if they go above that 20 in one shot of damage, you take all the damage um, and are forcibly exited from the station. Uh, you can no longer use any movement because of this, um, and the station is considered disabled and no longer functioning until someone repairs it. Um, that's just for you to know. Um, and then for your ability, so you can fire it basically as a bonus action when it's loaded. Uh, it's a plus six to hit, and you have a range of 120 to 480 feet. Um, it can hit one target, so please feel free to roll your attack. Question, if, what, what kind of action is tying this rope? Is that a... It's a use option. It's a use object, in my opinion. Nice. Okay, so this is a bonus action attack? Yeah, yeah, this is a bonus action attack. Okay. Very cool. Okay, so then I'm going to... Alright, so plus six. Uh, 19. Oh shit, that hits. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's the damage? Uh, the damage is... The damage is uh, 3d10 piercing damage. Yes, yes. Whoa. All right, that is 16 points of damage. Uh, and as it pierces him, I want to use my action to make an athletics check to yank him off the boat. So oh my gosh. Sark? 16, um, 16, 16 points of damage. Awesome source. And then you're going to use, a, use your action to try and pull him off. So yeah. strength versus strength. Let's go, baby. All right, come on. I get advantage on this. Come oh, on. Shit. Here we go. <laughs> where where is Iridus? Okay. Oh, oh, twenty five. Here we go. Let's see what I can do. Come on. Let's do it. Not twenty on my end. Let me just see if that beats a twenty five. Let me just see if it beats a twenty five. Cause uh, I'll uh. Oh shit. I rolled a 25 too. Oh, oh no. And that 20 should be. But in this yeah. moment, I believe a reroll is in case. If you pull and he is grinding those metal feet in and doing everything they can, let's reroll this bitch because two 25s is not conclusive enough okay. for me. <laughs> okay, another, another, another athletics check? Yes, please. Oh my god, okay. Okay. Twenty again. Twenty or one, dude. Seven from me. Seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Boom. As Arnar fires his harpoon, turns it. The arrow hits the armor with a loud clang, and you see it pierce through. You hear from inside. As uh, you can hear, whatever went down inside, uh, something went down in there, um, and as you grip the rope and begin to pull. Uh, uh, you can see the maiden begins trying to dig its feet in and trying to take a stance of defense. For a moment, it looks like a stalemate to any of you that are still standing. Biori and Kato, the two pirates, turn and see what's happening, surprise on their faces. And as this stalemate continues, suddenly Arnar, you give a little bit of slack, letting the maiden kind of fall backwards ever so slightly. And in that moment, you yank with all your strength that you possibly have, and the maiden hits the edge of the ship and topples. As it begins toppling, you see the chest open, and you see the pixie fly out and maintain his speed 
uh, just above the ship as the armor <laughs> tumbling down below. Now you are holding the rope. Are you letting the rope go? Or are you holding? Oh yeah. Um. Bye bye. Uh, can um, I say they, something? Yes. Go for it. Uh, Arnar is going to shout over the bridge. You forgot about the third option, the one where we kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> At oh, this I, wish point, was conscious. I wish he was conscious. Oh my god, homie. You see, you see, as it goes down, the armor topples down through, as you guys are at the meridian level, it falls through docking level and into the Grey Tempest zone and poof, into the cloud barrier below with a puff of clouds and it is gone. As some unlucky bastard is about <laughs> to get smashed by some armor. <laughs> as, uh, as Triple P is, uh, is flying there and hears you say this, he turns, he goes, Fuck. Okay, let's go. This is serious now. And you see him draw from his side a rapier. For you, Arnar, this rapier literally is about the size of your pen. Uh, it, 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 it's absolutely <laughs> tiny. It is the smallest little rapier you've ever seen. And he points it at you as he kind of floats there for a second. He goes, I'm coming for you first. And back to top of the initiative. Toad, you are... Oh, no, no, no. Arthur. He's not oh, Arthur. Arthur. He's yes, yeah, right. Ulfur, as Ulfur uses half of his movement to get back to his feet, and he turns to look at the party, look to see around him what is going on, and, uh, and he sees this armor kind of topple. He turns, he's like, yes, let's go! And with that, he's going to turn around, he's going to take a step back, and he's going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on Ron. So, a, a Vatacine, like a beard out of every orifice. Um, yeah. Five points of healing for Rom. My guy. And gets you back up. With that, he is then uh, going to... Um, and then that. He is going to uh, take a few steps away um, and kind of regain some of his own composure, taking a step behind Rom, and he's like, Let's go, team! We've got this! They're on the back foot! We can do this! Um, back to the top of the initiative. Toad? You are unconscious. Yeah, you're not making right. death saving throws. Um, and currently, as you're unconscious, you're mm -hmm. not able to perform any actions. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to skip over Toad to Geo. Geo, you are uh, still shelled up. Still shelled up. But at that point, um, I see what RNR has done because RNR is right next to me. I look down to Evis and I say, Evis, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And I pop out of my shell. Um, and stand up, and uh, I do two things. Um, the first is I cast command again, but at the same time, I've got a spiritual weapon that is um, a club. So um, I'm going to cast command to the pixie pirate, and the command is to freeze, and at the same time, I'm going to tee him up to be whacked. With the spiritual weapon, yes, you're, yes. You're from him, you're going to have to go through two. You currently are going to have to try and shove past two people because they're currently blocking oh, no. the bridge. Oh, no, he's using spiritual weapon is ranged. You're using spectral. I thought you were running the hit, and then my apologies. Yeah. Um, cool, cool, cool. So saving throw for me. Saving throw. Yeah. Is it wisdom? I believe it is a uh, four yes. command. Is a wisdom saving throw. Oh. With a three, you see Triple P goes to move yes. with the rapier and 
freezes for a second. He's like, eh, what, what, what is going on? And he stops. And um, the uh, the next thing I do is uh, I sort of um, start preparing my spectral weapon. And in that moment, I'm thinking about my Uncle Ace and his the tales of his adventures in the past. And um, it feels like Uncle Ace is uh, swinging this club. But in fact, as I bring it closer to this pixie pirate, I levitate the angle of it, the degree of it, to about 45 degrees, so it will shoot straight up in the air and um, past the other side of the deck of their ship. One second, I do, I do just want to possibly address something, uh, not to crush the moment, but I believe you're doing one bonus action spell, and then one action spell. You would need to do a cantrip and a bonus action spell, as I believe command is a spell as well as a spectral weapon. I believe is that not correct? Am I? Well, am I... Did you already have spiritual weapon up? Did no, you we didn't. You didn't. Oh, the, no, yeah, you can't do that. You cannot. Yeah. So you yeah. cannot cast both on the same. Okay, turn. but he's still frozen. At least he's still frozen. He's still frozen. Yeah. Well, hang on. Can I? I want to take that back. I want to do something else. Um, I want to. I don't want to freeze him with command. I want to use my spectral weapon and make it as a huge, like a huge fly swatter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I want to. I know he's moving around, but I want to try to. Um, Bring the swat the fly sweater down on uh, Triple P as he's uh, sort of flying around uh, as opposed to a, a small little. Fly. Make attack roll, please, and add your spell attack, which is plus four. Uh, Twelve, but I'm going to use lucky again. Go for it. Twenty-two. Wow, that hits. Easy peasy, that hits. <laughs> Well done. Um, and then roll your damage. And remember, it, what you can do as a bonus action is you can move your spectral weapon and hit another creature if you wish to on this turn. Within, but it has to be within five feet. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, 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 that creature has to be within five feet of your spectral weapon. So you can move it 20 feet, and then oh, it has okay. to be within five feet. Okay. So yeah, you can hit one of the other two if you wish to as well. Okay. So it's 1d8 plus two for you. Okay. On the first one. So nine on the first one. Um, yes. I'll turn it back. Can I change its motion, the fly slaughter's motion, to be more of a, uh, instead of swatting, it's more of like a spear that's going to try to nudge um, Kato yep. off that little bridge right there. You're going to try and knock him off with the with the attack? Yep. Um, I'll say as, you know, you're, you're making an attack and it's, it, you know, it, Knocking him off is more of a contemplate, uh, is more of like a thing. I would say you can either take the attack at disadvantage, um, or you can lower the damage, and I'll then roll to see if he stays up. It's up to you. All right, let's. Um, can I use my last lucky then to make the attack neutral? Neutral. Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, and it's what? Is there any modifier? Uh, yeah, plus four to the attack. Nineteen. Nineteen hits. Ooh. 1d8. Yeah, 1d8. Uh, plus, plus 2? Two. 2, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's 9. As your spectral weapon hits Triple P, and you see him for a second fall to the ground, and he becomes grounded uh, for a quick second uh, before like fluttering back up ever so slightly. Uh, you turn around and 
hit uh, Kato in the back. As you do, you see him do, do, topple. And as he falls, he manages to grab onto the edge of the bridge, but he is now currently dangling off the edge of the bridge. He did manage to oh, just catch himself. Oh my god. Next up is me. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, Triple P is going to charge, fly past uh, Fury, and go for R&R. &R. Um, and at this moment, yep. he's going to put himself right in the middle of there um, with all of them. He's going to do his cutlass barrage attack. Um, and can you guys please make dexterity saving throws? With advantage, for me at least, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but for me, that, oh, thank well, God for that. Yes. Oh, oh, well, yeah. not much better. Okay, well. <laughs> it's a one and a six. What the heck? Okay, oh, no. well, you know what? I'm not going to complain. It came in clutch yeah, when well, it had clutched, to. Yeah, it so I'm, yeah, I'm not going to curse the dice gods. So. <laughs> um, uh, and I'll roll for Epis. Epis does not make. Yeah, I don't make. A bunch of fails all around. Let's see what we get for damage. Oh wow, oh no. Here we go. Um, is Triple P flying himself or is he on the power? He's flying himself. He has a hover speed. Uh, he doesn't have a fly speed, he has a hover speed because he's fat. But um, his wings were ripped, are they slightly damaged? Yeah, they are damaged. Hence why he's got a hover speed, he struggles to lift himself. Um, uh, so, you guys take 25 points of damage um, and it is force damage and you are all knocked prone as well. 25 points each? 25 points each and you are all knocked prone if you survive. Um, and what he does to, to do this cutlass barrage, he pulls some pixie dust uh, from his pocket, sprinkles it on the cutlass, raises it up and then a barrage of, uh, of like a uh, spectral, uh, like a uh, projectiles hit around him, basically. Oh, what what type of damage is this? Is this Force. slashing? Force. Force. Oh shoot. Okay, that's not oh, good. So, uh, where oh, is everyone? I'm down. Order. Geo is down and unconscious. Uh, again, it is not lethal damage. He's not trying to kill you. He's just trying to put you out cold. Um, R and R, where are you at? I have 20 hit points left. Amazing. Oh, yeah, okay. And Evis is again unconscious and out cold again. Um, cool. Next up is Rom. Um, You're back on your feet with five hit points. I'm going to heal someone, but I don't know who to heal. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to come to Toad. Yeah, I'm going to raise Toad. Like, for sure. Um, yeah, that's another healer on the board. Fuck I think yeah. they go for the damage, though, but yeah, I mean, appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, um, can I do that on the way to the catapult? Uh, on the way to the, yeah, so yeah. you go in like, yeah, I'm like a forward. touch, like almost like a boop, yeah. and go? Yeah, go for it. Okay. That's, that is an action, though. If you're doing yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I'll use the catapult next time. Cool. How much healing are you given, Toad? Um, 1d8 plus 3. Go for it. Eight, eight yeah, points eight of healing for right. Toad, and Toad is awake and back with his consciousness. Rom, you dash past Toad, 
and head towards the catapult. Would you like to? Uh, so you've used. So wait one second. From there, used about half of your movement. Uh, you may use the other half of your movement to enter the uh, the catapult station if you'd like to. Um, if it's not an action, I will wait until my next turn and use it as cover for now. It's not an action. You just have to use half of your movement to like get on it, basically, and be ready well. to use it. I'll uh, crouch down behind it with my shield out as well. Cool. Um, and then I would like to send Reshi over to literally the trio. So R&R, um, Evis, and Geo. Oh, and Blanco, do you want to come? Actually... Would I have noticed that she was scared earlier from the fire? You can make an insight check for me. Go for it. A retroactive insight check? Yeah, I'm down for that. Natural 20. Yeah, you what definitely noticed that? that there yeah, was... Okay. It caused oh definitely a reaction. Definitely Sweet. caused a reaction. Um, so maybe I won't teleport you, but then I'll teleport you all the way from uh, from uh, Triple P. And so you're like behind Ulfa maybe? Oh, it's 15 feet, so maybe uh, on in line with them. 15? You're getting them to about there. Cool, yeah, the, that's ideal. Cool. Cool. You managed to get them behind Ulfur uh, with no opportunity to attack. And that uh, also, uh, he has to make a deck save or do uh, take 2 uh, d6 plus, plus 3 damage. Dex oh, y'all, y'all play so. Oh my god. Yes. Let's go, Ryan. Yes, <laughs> Y'all are playing so good. Uh, so his deck save is a. Um, it's half damage, so I'll do it anyway. If he does succeed. It's, he rolled a. Uh, what is that? My math is terrible. That is He's a, pretty he rolled, bad. He, he rolled a 26. Oh, yeah. So he's oh. half that. Um, <laughs> uh, well, half 13. Is it round up or round down? Uh, round down. Round down. Round down. So what are we yeah. um, oh, three. Oh, yeah, six. Seven points of damage. Actually, yeah. six, six, not seven. Sorry, six points of damage. Where are we? Triple P. Cool. Let me just add that in. So as Reshi appears in a burst of flames, you see Triple P kind of shield himself for a second as the flames lick his arm, and you can see that some of the uh, the skin of his pixie arm begins to like boil and bubble as it burns. Uh, as the rest of the group teleport back uh, back a few feet um, and away out of danger. Um, cool. Next up is Blanca. Um, can, um, I've still got my hunter's mark on. Mm -hmm. So I am going to um, dash. And can I take a second action? Can I swipe with my mountain claws um, at triple peat as I go past? Because I have my rapier in one hand. Can I do try and do slashing damage at him as I'm going past with my rapier towards... Um, Fury. Fury. Yeah, totally. And with your two weapon, yeah, yeah with your two my weapon two weapon attack. attack. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, you can do one on him. Yeah. Go for it. So you can make that attack, and with your ability, you're not taking opportunity attacks as well. Because Reshi attacked him, and it's like fire, and he's like burnt. Yeah. Would she get advantage on the attack? Just because Blanco isn't great with fire. Now yeah. that would make sense, actually. Yeah. So um, ten. Ten uh, does not hit. As you swipe at Triple P, at the last second he moves his arm down and drops in uh, in his uh, like hovering uh, hovering like uh, altitude uh, just a little bit lower. As you swipe over him and just miss. However, you continue running uh, with your rapier and go for it. Make your attack on Fury. Thirteen. 
13 does not hit either. Uh, um, go for it. Um, I still have movement. Yep. So um, as I come in, I slash with the, the rapier mm-hmm. um, and I spin round. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that I've got to get out of this situation because I've got the, mm-hmm. you know, the two close to me. And I'm thinking that I can get back behind Ulfa because I don't have her and try and do cure hands. I'm going to, you know, try and do cure hands on um, um, Geo. On Geo. Awesome. So you dash, you go bink, bink, bink and round yeah. here. And uh, I, no opportunity attacks because you're of your ability. You get round, uh, you get behind them and yeah, I, feel free I, to cast your wounds. And I well, good, oh, good. Well, no, action. Yeah, dash yeah, 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 is an action. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you've used your actions. No pasa nada. Yeah. Gio, I am here. I will help you. Just can I just say this little formation that you guys have now created with Ulfur at the front is pretty <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, right, cool. It's a lightning attack. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, until uh, until it's oh, back no. to my turn. Um, cool, Arnar. It is your turn. So what you were saying about the ballista is that um. It's to load it is an action, correct? Yes, to load it is. Uh, you, it's it's either way basically. You can either load it as an action or a bonus action. It doesn't matter. And then to mm. fire is an action, bonus action, whichever you wish to use, basically. Okay. Uh, how um, how small is Triple P? Triple P is a, a tiny creature. He is uh, he is a pixie, so he is tiny. So he'd fit into the ballista, perhaps. Ooh. Like is in like as as a wet like as a weapon. Yeah, yeah. It's if I just shot him into the abyss, I mean, he can't fly forever. Uh, yeah. Go hover, go fly. Definitely, so, yeah. definitely. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is. I am. I'm playing real silly today. I'm going to run up to him, just full uh, orcish charge. I'm going to try to to grab him and load him into the ballista. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Let's make a grapple check just to see whether you can yeah. uh, you can grapple him. Um, yeah, yeah. And see whether you can grab his little ass. Oh God, I I'm rolling awful today. That's only a fourteen. Please God. Natural one. Natural one. You rolled a fourteen. Yeah. yeah. I rolled. <laughs> I also rolled a 14. What the freak? What the fuck? What the freak? Okay, let's re-roll. Re-roll. Okay. okay. Come on. Come on. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. I'd like to yes. drink it out of this one. Again, I rolled a 16, so you easily beat the second one. Okay. And, um. and with that... Um, you, as you come over, you go to grab him and he kind of like dodges a little bit, but then you clasp both hands on him and you kind of stop his wings in motion. You can feel his like pot belly as you kind of squish him a little bit. And you can see he's like, oh, ah, this hurts very much. Ah, God, be careful with my wings. Um, and go for it. Load his ass as your, uh, as your bonus action. And um, we'll call that um, just because action for, for grapple and then bonus action for loading. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. And you have him loaded into yeah. the trebuchet, and he's he's now in like the 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 like slot of the trebuchet. Ah, oh, what are you doing? Oh no, this is bad. This is very bad. Um, cool. Seems you're having trouble flying. Allow me to assist you. 
<laughs> oh, amazing. Right. Next up is Toad. Oh, no, no, Arthur. Oh, Ulfur. Yes, totally. You're totally right. Ulfur. Totally. Totally right. Now. Totally right. Nothing. Now, back with his consciousness ready to help you guys. He takes stance. You see him cast. A bolt of lightning erupts from his hand uh, forward um, as Fury must make a dexterity saving throw. Oh shit, here we go, guys. Um, Fury fails. Fury fails bad times and is going to take 8d6. Let me just roll that. 8d6. Got that 8d6. Yeah, there we go. Damn. Oh, Fury's dead. Fury's that yeah. <laughs> right. That wipes her out. As the lightning bolt hits Fury in the chest, it again creates a massive hole in her chest, cauterizes the hole as it goes through her. You see for a moment is kind of things slow motion. You can see her eyes kind of look over to the to the gentleman hanging off of the bridge. She puts a hand outwards and she just mutters. I love you. As she collapses in a heap and falls backwards, dead on the ship. The bolt of lightning, however, continues through her and collides with the balloon of the thunderbolt as well. And that deals that amount of damage. So that is, as that happens, you can see the thunderbolt airship that is attached to you guys for a second shakes and wavers, but manages to maintain its altitude. Next up is Toad. If um, it's a quick question, if, since he's hanging, would that be an advantage on any kind of like a physical attack? Oh hell since yeah! He's hanging yeah. There. If you're gonna go over and like nibble on his hand or anything, yeah, a hundred percent. That's uh, that's yeah. definitely so, definitely in a bad place right now. I'm gonna well, I'm already I'm already so I'm gonna hop over, take a deep breath. I'm gonna hop over. As I do, you're gonna hear it sort of rumbling from deep inside. So it almost sounds like thunder is like building inside of him. So I'm gonna come over there. Um, so casting resounding strike. Um, nice. So you just hear like a low rumble, like just go through. And I'm going to use my um, what to call it, my dragon's tongue to lash through his hand on the um, to go through his to attack his hand. Go for it! Go for it! Here we go, guys. I can I can tell you guys. And every time I run this, no one's beating this crew. No one has come <laughs> close to beating this crew before. This is badass right now. And I will use. I'm going to use my. Um, I'm going to use my inspiration because I don't know if that's, yeah, so because it was an advantage, I was going to use my inspiration as well, that's a D8. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. That's going to be where is that? Almost five. So, 16? 16. Uh, a 16 does indeed hit. Yes, it does? Yes. Oh my gosh, it wasn't okay, so that's going to be so, so it's actually my it's supposed to be extra two d six thunder damage on top of my d eight. Yeah, two d six yeah. and then my d eight. Ooh, so that's gonna be okay. So we got a um, so for the thunder damage it's gonna be seven, 
plus seven, so fourteen total damage. And so you like you hear this build up, like you just like this loud rumbling come from such a small body, and then just the release like tongue comes flying out so quick. And the, I imagine tongue's almost like a dragon, so maybe like scale, just like a really fast tongue comes like lightning and just right to his hands. Boom! As you collide with his hands, you can see his eyes widen with pain and shock. I'm gonna see whether he manages to hold on. How much damage was it? Um, 14 total. 14 total. He's not out. And, and, he has, to, and, he, has, and he has to save a constitution saving throw as well. Constitution saving throw. I'll roll that first. Yeah. Constitution saving throw was a... Uh, it's well, not gonna do it because he's... <laughs> he's it, it's, it will just deafen him, so I feel like it wouldn't do anything anyways, but... It's <laughs> It's a uh, it's a oh. sixteen. He, he rolls a sixteen. Yeah, but he's already it would only deafen him anyway, so I don't think that would even do. So yeah. Cool. And uh, and I'm gonna see. I'm gonna roll to see whether he manages to hold on to the ship after this attack. As Toad's tongue lashes out with the sound of crack of lightning, you see it hit his hand, and it severs the hand at the palm. You watch him release, and again, he begins falling. As he falls, you see Toad. You're the only person that can see this. You see him mouth these words. Fury, I will meet you in the ever after. As he falls down and falls through the docking level into the Great Tempest Zone, and poof, with a puff of clouds, disappears into the cloud barrier below. And that is him gone completely. Geo? And Toad just kind of looks over, just um, just just like, just a mixture of relief and sadness. He just, as he just walks the ball and sees him mouth those words, so, yeah. Um, Geo, it's your turn. Is Geo able to Move. Uh, you're still unconscious, aren't you? Yeah. yeah no, you. I, I was given. No, was I No, you weren't I'm, given the I'm healing yet. No. We'll, we'll come back to you. We'll come back around to you. Cool. My turn. Okay. Just one left. So, triple P. Oh, is loaded. Triple P is loaded, locked and loaded in the uh, in the in the ballista, um, and is uh, and is. Uh, I was calling it a trebuchet earlier. I meant a harpoon. My apologies. Um, and. Uh, Locked and loaded in there, um, Sam. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a contest to see if he can ungrapple himself from here. There, uh, athletics again. Yes, please. Do you have advantage? Can Rashi help? Because he's just. Mm. I I already have advantage. Oh, that's oh, a net twenty for twenty six. Fuck my ass. You're staying there, kiddo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't. Here we go. Send him to the abyss. Here we go. So I'm scared. If he if she he's about to be fired, can Reshi do like a pickpocket on her, him to like try and steal some <laughs> pixie dust? We'll 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 come back around to Okay. We'll come back okay. around to So he fails. He uh he he loses to RNR. He rolled a nineteen plus a four. Which does not be RNR's nat 20 with a 26. And so he remains loaded in there. And he goes, Oh, this is 
the oi oi get, get up oh shit and he raises his hand towards Arnok. And with that, he is going to, let me quickly just pull that up, use his ability of Storm Strike. Um, so, can, can everyone but Rom please make a dexterity saving throw? Is this a magical effect? Oh my god. It is a, it is a magical oh. effect. It is a magical effect. Another nat 20. Oh, it's 22. 20 for Arnar. Oh no, right 20 for Blanco. That's fine. 25. Fuck my life. That's gone, Arnar. <laughs> this is deck saving? Yeah, deck 11. Okay, okay. No, 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 that's more. No, that's going to be a 13. That's cool. Ooh, yeah, we are. We're automatically failed. You automatically fail because you're unconscious. As does Evis. Cool. Here we go. Let's see what I can do. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so that is going to be. Uh, sorry, guys, my maths is awful. That's. So it's going to be. So anyone who takes full damage, take 32 points of damage. So I'm down. Am I completely dead though, or is that for my total HP? It has to be over double. So that'd be 48. Right? Over. Total. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Uh, so 30 down. points of damage um, across the team at 32, and then half of that for anyone else. So 17 for anyone else. Um, as he basically summons a ball of lightning in his hand, throws it in the air. As it goes up in the air, it arcs, and as it goes through the air, it grows bigger and bigger until it strikes the ship and lets out a blast of lightning outwards. Um, I believe that's Geo dead. That's Geo dead, dead. Dead, dead. I believe that's Geo fully dead. Oh, shit. Hey everyone, thank you so much for watching this episode of the Skyrim. We really hope you enjoyed uh, the combat that the players went to after that pirate ambush. And geez, what's going to happen to Geo in the next episode? What are the players going to do now that he's dead? Where are we going to go? Tune in next time to check it out. Otherwise, in the meantime, guys, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Um, otherwise, as well, we do now have a Discord server that you can join. There is a link in the description. Uh, you can find lots of behind-the-scenes content there, as well as art and amazing stuff like that. Also, if you happen to like MMA, there's a couple of channels in that server to discuss mixed martial arts and UFC as well. So it's a perfect place for you if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about what we do. Otherwise, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much.